You're listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Breen. Mystic Queen Mother offers various spiritual services virtually. Now you can be anywhere in the world and receive intuitive readings, divination and consultation sessions, and even remote video intuitive readings via email. Your sessions will always include spiritual guidance and messages from your ancestors and spiritual team. My prices are reasonable and affordable. You can even book and pay safely and securely right online. Once you book, you'll get a link via email for your session. Visit magicandmedicine.com and click the services tab in the menu to learn more. That's magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com. Oh, and don't forget, that's magic with the K. Magic and medicine.com. Hello and welcome to another episode. I already recorded this and then I lost it. <laughs> um, I don't even want to go into it. It was just so disheartening. I tried to retrieve it. I couldn't blah, blah, blah. So I have to do it again. So, um, Today's episode, we're going to talk about the power of words and deed. And that's very important for magical people, mystic people, spiritual leaders, et cetera, to understand because we know we, we have to understand that the power that we have when we, we speak words and we speak words, we speak into existence. So that's why it's uh, very, very important for us to uh, understand uh, what we do is what we do, what we say and do are very important. And I had said all this brilliant stuff in my last recording and I can't remember what I said. So I do apologize. And this comes from rather than just myself taking notes and then do, uh, doing the podcast, I decided to read straight from the Wiccan Minister's Manual uh, by Kevin Gardner because I, there's no way I could just sit there and rearrange it into anything better than what was written. So I, in, so this is pre-recorded. I was actually in my car and sitting at my son's school in the pickup line waiting. <laughs> so you'll hear me roll down the windows and you'll hear some kids playing and you'll hear traffic a little bit, not much. So I do apologize for that in advance, but I do hope you get something from this recording. Today's reading comes from the Wiccan Minister's Manual. Apologize for the quality of the sound, but I thought this was so great to share that I decided that I would just read it just as it is instead of doing my notes and then doing the show. The title is The Power of Word and Deed. 
Every magical person should be able to understand the power of words. Words are more than just sounds and symbols. Words convey messages, ideas, and concepts. Words have the power to create the manifestation of our thoughts. Words and sounds have the ability to help us make a connection to the higher forces and to communicate with the gods and goddesses. Even in the Christian Bible, the power of the word is mentioned as it describes how the universe and everything we can perceive, including all living things, came into existence through the power of word. Words are how we communicate. Words are also a force beyond mere sound and vibration alone. For a word is a power which carries with it the seeds of manifestation. These seeds are planted into the fertile soil of the human mind, often through repetition, where they take root and grow and flourish and bear fruit. This fruit contains more seeds, which in turn may be passed on and planted in other minds. A person's actions and deeds also tend to plant the seeds of opinion into the minds of observers. Taken together, all of these seeds create an image of us in the minds of everyone we come into contact with. It is through that image they will relate to us, and it is that image which they have created of us that they will describe and pass on to others. All of these images taken together add to the thought form within which we become cloaked. It is by this image that is projected around us by others that we become known either as a person worthy of trust or a person of lies and deceit. Even though others project this image upon us, we do possess the ability to change the image or thought form so that it reflects a part of our true nature if we so choose. We have the choice regarding how others may perceive us and relate with us because this image is also subject to our will. We have the power to affect this image by our every word, thought, and deed. Our actions and inactions impress an image upon observers who then reflect that image back into the cloak of the thought form they create around us. So we become known by our actions. As importantly, we are also known by our word. Magical people, magic with the K, especially must understand that one's word is also one's bond. When a magical person says that he or she will do something, that person has just invoked their will and has no choice but to carry it out. To do otherwise undermines the will. 
which in turn undermines the person's effectiveness as a magical practitioner. How many people have you observed that are always saying, I will do this, that, or the other thing, and very often never bother to even try to carry out what they have willed themselves to do? Of those individuals, how many are magical practitioners? Then think of how many of those magical practitioners actually possess any real ability or talent. I think you can quickly see that those individuals spend a great deal of time expounding upon how great, wonderful, and powerful they are as they make claims of being able to do wonders and miracles at the drop of a hat. In reality, they can never produce any substantiated proof of any ability other than being very creative with reinforcing their own inflated egos. Words have a powerful effect upon us. They work in subtle ways inside our minds. Through repetition, we eventually begin to believe and what we believe comes into manifestation. Even the blowhard with the big ego has the capacity actually to do what he says he can do, but only if he can come to believe that he can. The problem with the egotist is that he knows he is lying to others. And so he can never fully come to believe his own words. Thus, he will never really get anywhere until he faces himself with the truth. By facing the truth about oneself, one becomes free from the self-imposed limitations of the false reality we have surrounded ourselves with and can then truly gain real power. When we face the truth about ourselves and become truthful with, our, with ourselves, we begin upon a new and wonderful road of discovery and growth. When we are truthful with ourselves, we can become truthful with others and become known as a person of truth who can be trusted. It takes a long time to build this image of a person of integrity. It takes one disgruntled person to cloud that image with accusations of falsehood, which they pull from the image they have of themselves. Being painted as a liar an untrustworthy person is probably the gravest and worst thing anyone can say about a practitioner of magic. People are quick to believe the worst in others because they see the worst in themselves. Furthermore, people tend to resent anyone whom they feel might in their eyes be better than they are. If people believe that a person of integrity has fallen from grace, they can feel superior to that person and thus, for at least a little while, feel good about themselves. If the person is a person of integrity, he or she may feel wounded or hurt by the accusations. More so if those accusations come from a trusted and dear friend. But if the person is indeed a person of integrity, he or she will trust that eventually his or her deeds and word of truth will speak for themselves 
and the stain upon the cloaking, sorry, thought, thought form will fade. In the meantime, the person who initiated the stain will be exposed for the lying, deceitful, poison-filled individual that he or she may be. After all, persons of integrity may have mud slung at them, but it quickly washes off as long as the person refuses to wallow in the mud with the mud slinger. Everyone makes mistakes. They are part of the learning process of being human. Acknowledging those mistakes and learning the lessons they teach us is a means of growth. We shall all trip and stumble along our path through life. Sometimes we will even fall and fall hard. But we must pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and get on with the process of living. It is easy to give into the temptation of slinging mud back at those who sling mud at us. It is easy to give into the temptation of visiting pain upon those who cause us pain. It is easy to fall into the trap of lying to others about our shortcomings. But when we give into those temptations, we lose our integrity and we become the person others wish we were rather than the person we will ourselves to be. You will yourself to be known as a person of truth, a person of integrity, and a person who can always be trusted and counted upon. So in this way, no matter what others may say against you, you may always be thought of as a person whom others would like to aspire to, a person of his or her word. That is the end of part one of the power of word and deed. We will continue with part two where we continue with this in the next episode. Thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out at magic-and-medicine.com. And that's magic with a K. Thanks for listening.